everyone, my name is Fran. My name is Kelsey, but you can call me Kels. And welcome to our podcast, Burbles. Burbles, where we talk about something every week and just keep talking, and this intro changes ever so slightly every week, but we roll with it. So, in today's Film Club episode, we are going to be talking to you about the film Moxie, which is a lovely oh. improvement from last week's trash bag of a oh movie. Oh my god. I feel like Moxie has cleansed my palate since yeah. uh, Cats. I was, I was losing the will to live after Cats, and now yeah. Moxie has um, made me regain faith in the world. But yeah, I can honestly say this is like one of my favourite films of all time. Oh I know. my fucking god, same. It's, it's a bit like, I know there's a lot of mixed reviews on it, which we're going to get into mm. a bit later, but I just love the whole... Mm, it gives you like a real like, mm, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, the moxie of it all. Yeah, and you just watch it and you go from being happy to sad to so angry you want to burn down your car do you know what i mean like yeah. set it on fire burn down the patriarchy i saw as well there were like mixed reviews and stuff like there's i realized after watching it there were points where it could improve but like honestly the whole message of the thing the way they went about it i was like i fucking love this i'm here for this oh if i had had this movie as a little young teen I would have just been fucking badass bitching it all the way. Like, oh, what a movie. Like, all of our... Sorry, I might be skipping ahead already. But, like, all of our movies that we watched when we were teens, it was like girls against girls, girls hating girls, girls competing for the guy. The bitchy one, and yeah. Yeah, and it's like... There was none of that in this film. Like, it was just girls supporting each other. And I was like, oh my god, I love this. But yeah, I think this this film specifically really links well to the topic in our previous episode, which was about mm. street harassment. Because this film's very much about female empowerment, badass young feminists, and uh, all the misogyny and sexist comments in between. Yeah, and speaking out, being a, a survivor of something and speaking out, man. Absolutely. It's fuck. A little disclaimer, we are not film critics. We're just two gals who love a ramble and an iconic feminist movie. Spoiler alert, if you have not seen Moxie yet, please don't listen because I promise you want to see this movie. Um, So come back after you watched it and we can all have a little chat about it together. So I've put together this plot summary using online resources such as IMDb, but some of this Mm -hmm. will be retelling, uh, my own retelling of the film. So this film is directed by Amy Poehler, who also acted as Vivian's mum in this movie. We love Mm, her. I love her. 16-year-old Vivian has been given a task to write about something she cares about. She has trouble thinking of what to say until she meets badass Lucy, the new student in school whose passion for equality sparks a change in attitude. Vivian asks her mum, who is also a badass independent feminist queen, who led a feminist group in her school when she was younger, what she cared about at 16. It is then she discovers all her mum's old records, magazines, posters, all about feminism. She also discovers the song Rebel Rebel Girl. Girl. She has a little dance party to herself, has an epiphany about the inequality in her school specifically. Through the film, we are introduced to some amazing characters, which we're going to get into shortly, mm-hmm. but also some awful characters that really make me want to push them in front of a bus. Vivian transforms her anger into art. We love it. Creates a mm. scene, spreads it around the school, gaining attention of other young badass feminist students mm-hmm. who all mm-hmm. join mm-hmm. together to fight for change in their school. Let's dive right in. Oh, I fucking loved it. 
So for the first section, we're going to have a little chat about the lighting, cinematography mm. and set. Obviously, this film is very plot orientated, so there's not really much going on. But there's a couple of things which I picked up on, which I thought was cute. I mean, obviously, compared to the uh, deep dive analysis we did on cat CGI <laughs> and uh, all that stuff, it's not going to be that uh, that tense. And definitely, yeah. we're not going to slag it off that much. So yeah. um, <laughs> let's keep it short and sweet. Again, with the, the teen bedrooms, Vivian's That's teen bedroom. That's only comment on it. I yeah. knew that would be in your <laughs> notes. We love, we love a American teen pink lights fairy lights um fluffy pillow bedroom we love it we fucking love a teen movie bedroom they're always yeah. so aesthetically pleasing and nice to look at give me those posters that oh. are like pink and purple vibes perfect just this film chef's kiss but yeah also i made a little note on how i think it's so like bizarre to me obviously i've never been to america and i haven't been to an american school but mm. how american schools are so fucking big and it was like the oh, intro yeah. with all, all the bikes at the at the front and i was just like this is so bizarre like how i don't even know if that many people here ride bikes <laughs> like is yeah. do people do people still ride bikes it's very like nostalgic yeah. like it's giving me like 90s like student vibes everyone rides scooters now don't they which yeah. i kind of fucking love yeah <laughs> I love get that. me a scooter. honestly I, a scooter. I went to um london fields the other day everyone was like riding these electric scooters and i was like i'm so jealous you're so fucking cool like, yeah get me a scooter when i was in so this weekend um when i was filming i was in gloucestershire and it I thought it was just on the campus that I was shooting at, but it was actually apparently all around. But they have, like, scooters that you can just take one and then drop it off somewhere else, and you can just scoot, scoot around everywhere. I love this life. I feel like a badass bitch when I ride the scooter down the road, like, beep, beep, toot, toot. But in terms of, actually, the cinematography, I quite liked it at the start because the one thing I wrote down... Horror movie. No, no, well, yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. The dream. Oh, my God. But yeah. also, no, sorry. Um, the When they pull up at the school, and I was like, oh, my God, get them slow motion, like, clique stereotypes. Yeah, I wrote emos. that down we as well. We've got the popular influencer girl now. It's <laughs> a whole stereotype on its own. We've yeah. got the cheerleaders. Um, but I love it because they did that, and it's like they emphasized it, but then they completely subvert it because they're like, no, yeah. in this film, girls support each other. <laughs> As for something that I picked up on the lighting, which is mainly towards the very, very last scene of the film, maybe I missed it if it was anywhere else, the quote, like, bisexual lighting, the pink and the blues when they're having the party <gasps> at the end. I, I that, love bisexual lighting. That scene. The co- like the costumes and the outfits in that scene, I was just pure vibing. I just can't contain my excitement. Jam into that cute little like tween rock oh! rebel band. Oh my god, the Linda Lindas. Oh yes. But yeah, I think they kind of this film kind of very much taps into like nostalgia and the mm. girl power of the nineties, but without making it too distracting. <laughs> Moving on, there are so many characters to talk about here. And unlike cats, I actually really want to talk about as many of them as I can. Yeah. So I've, we've compiled a little list. Um, some of them will intertwine with each other as there is just mm-hmm. so much to talk about. But I do feel like, um, for example, all the lead girls, they are just as important as each other. So there's, yes. in my opinion, they they all matter so much to the story. So we're going to yeah. delve into each of them as much as we can. So the first character we're going to speak about is CJ, which is played by Josie Tota. I hope I'm saying mm-hmm. that right. So first note that I wrote down is um, mm-hmm. 
She's 19. What? The actress? She is <gasps> 19. A wee baby. We, we love a young, talented I love queen. It. Oh my gosh. She's so talented. I'm fucking loving her. Yeah. Um, she's also the queen of Hollywood right now. I'm not sure if you've recognised her in anything else, but she's in quite a lot. She, I believe, made her start on Disney, oh. um, but also most like popular, um, her most popular thing, I think, at the moment is like Big Mouth. She's in the new season. Oh, is um, she? Yeah, I forgot the character that she plays, but she's in Big Mouth. I'm just in, in awe mouth. of her. Like, look how much she's doing at 19. Oh it's my fucking god, that's incredible. Me. Yeah, I know. And her honestly. character CJ as well. I love it. I think I texted you about it when um, in the scene where they have the the moxie, the first moxie meeting in the man cave at the party. And then I texted you. I was like, is this trans representation? I see. And uh, and it was like, because literally all they said that she was like, people still don't call me by my new name, and they won't let let me audition for Audrey. Uh, and I was like, yeah. wait a second. And I love that they just put that in there and just yeah, let it be without, without. and it was normal and it was just a thing it wasn't like yeah. that wasn't the definition of her entire character or identity that was yeah. only part of it because that is a part of a person's identity yes queen sing suddenly see more and smash it mate yeah they wouldn't let her audition for Audrey oh absolute dicks Bullshit. I was so pissed I was yeah. like no this is a moment when I was like um I'm really getting pissed. Yeah. There were several <laughs> moments with that. Oh, this, yeah. this film was such a roller coaster of emotions because you yeah. get so happy seeing these girls and yeah. then and what they're doing. And then it's like the combination of the things that they're yes. up against. And I'm like, I am so fueled with anger. There was an interview with Josie and mm. she said, quote, what was so incredible was we were all willing to learn and we all recognise that there are certain blind spots in all our lives because of the different identities and experiences we've all faced. And that's yes. something that I think, arguably this film, um, some people say it doesn't do this well, some people say it does, we're going to get into it soon. Mm. But I, I do think, it, from my opinion, obviously I can only have so much of a say, but I think it does a good job at showing so many different experiences. Yes. It's like intersectionality. Like, exactly. It's debatable as to maybe they could have pushed it further, but... But at least, because this is the first film that I've seen do it, but it actually directly at several points directly addresses like white privilege in feminism yes. Um, yes. and white feminism and, and needing to be more intersectional and um, and uh, everything like that. So it does address it. So I was like, well, that's even that is like steps forwards. Yeah, even um, Amy Poehler in the beginning, I think yeah. she says um, we weren't intersectional enough. Okay, so the next character we're going to be speaking about is Kira. Kira is the, oh, the, the athlete. The, yeah. She is played by Sydney Park, who is 23. I love that every... Obviously, everyone in this film has to be young because it's in a school. Yeah. But all these young queens going out here doing the most. I love it. Go out and get it, girls. Yeah. She goes head-to-head -head with Mitchell, who, by the way, I will be referring to as Shitchell for Please. this entire podcast. I agree. Fabulous. Yep. So she goes against Shitchell for an athletic scholarship, <laughs> and it starts a war at Rockport High as Moxie and endorses Kira as the best athlete in school, which she is. She literally is. They even mention at one point, like, the statistics of, like, something that they did in a ball, in a, in a game. I'm not a sports person, but they say something where they're, like, clearly calling out the fact that they are literally better athletes. Literally, <sighs> she's so much better. And with the help of Moxie, she's able to raise her voice and demand yeah. recognition. And, oh, one of the moments for me that I was, like... I'm so happy was when she beat that fucking dick at the planking contest. Oh my and god, I was yes. Like, and she was not even phased. She was not even shaken. She was like, I can do this in my Literally. sleep, honey. And then all the friends, all the Moxie girls building her up and encouraging her when they wanted to nominate her for the scholarship. And it was like, this is the support. We, this is what we need to see between girls is literally yeah. lifting each other up. Yeah. I love it. 
oh my god the part i know about you but the part that made me um i mean i cried a yeah. lot but something that made me cry is when they were at the game announcing the oh. winner and she's she's in her her little outfit with her oh. hat and her high socks and 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 her friends are crying yeah they're all like, crying and then that one little tear that falls down her cheek i'm like oh that ended me okay i'm actually gonna oh cry my god. <laughs> she's actually crying <gasps> oh <laughs> I'm an emotional girl yeah. today. Um, but yeah, oh, it's just when, it's like when she's so broken yeah. and her friends are crying. Oh, it made me so sad and so angry. It was so fucking set up. And another thing that <clears throat> pissed me off, the shitty, 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 shitty fucking principal. Oh my God, the principal. <gasps> Not letting her um, speak on the weird TV shit and yeah. that thing in the bob. Clearly siding with Mitchell, setting him up to win. <sighs> The next character we want to speak about is Amaya, and I hope I'm saying that right again. Um, she is portrayed by Angelica Washington, who is 22. Oh. She is my age. What a young queen. babies. I'm so old. She was just a lovely bubbly bean of energy. Yeah, everything in my notes is just like the most supportive friend ever. Yeah. The best hype gal in the world. The best hype gal. She kisses Lucy. <gasps> oh. Like when they did it once, I was like, oh my God, they did it again. <laughs> and, I was like, oh my God. and that was another thing as well that I love kind of similar to the trans thing. Like it was another thing that happened surrounding sexuality and gender and whatever. And it just happened. And then there was no like, they had to come out. They had to yeah. make a huge statement about it. It was just no, let's yeah. normalize this shit. Let's just have yeah. a fucking snog and enjoy I love ourselves. It because, like, we haven't got to explain ourselves to anybody. Exactly, I love it because I'm imagining little, you know, 12, 13 year old queer kids watching this and seeing that being normalised yeah. and being and just being like, oh, wow, maybe I can just live my life the way I want to too. And it's like, fuck yes. Just a little a side note, if you can hear a baby screaming, um, there is a baby in the house. But it's not because Fran's just like kidnapped a child off the street. It's No, no, it's a, it's very much a family child, not my own. Very um, much a family child. But yeah, again, going back to um, Amaya when she cried at the, the game, Stop. like we just mentioned, oh. it was the purest moment in the my world. God. It that was She was a character that made me cry because I could just tell that they are best yeah. friends. She wanted it for her so bad. I never sensed any jealousy no. between anyone. The love and support they had for each other was so authentic and so real. Yeah. And you could tell that the yeah. actresses just really obviously felt this. But like the chemistry between that whole group and the way it was portrayed on screen was just perfect. So the next character I've got on my little list is Caitlin, who I fucking love. Not a joke, it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> love her. She's played by Sabrina Haskett. She's 22, same age mm. as me. Iconic queen. Don't I'm turning 26 in like a month. Oh, I know. Sorry. I Every time I complain about my age, I feel bad. But also, I refuse to age this year. So this year, I will be still 21, and maybe next year I'll decide to age. We'll see how I feel. Age is a social construct anyway. So for Caitlin, obviously she was the character that was kind of um, dress coded, and she, when the list gets passed around for like the the kind of the best mm. ratings shit bollocks whatever that is um she gets voted as having the best rack and zips up her hoodie which i my heart yeah, dropped i felt so bad for sad her why do men feel so entitled to comment on women's I bodies know. is a mystery to me not even only comment but literally rate 
touch without consent. I know in that in that same instance, one of the girls' bums was slapped. Yeah. I think it was Kira. And then there was two um, things as well that happened. I think it was to Caitlin twice that other guy, Mitchell's mate, and the other fucking asshole. I don't think he yeah. even have a na- had a name, but twice he got all, all up in her personal space without her asking and then brushed it off as a joke. Like he sat down when she was going to sit down, so she ended up sitting on his lap. Yeah, she's like, I got a seat for you here. But yeah, she is also a massive inspiration for the creation of Moxie because she is dress coded by the principal in the middle of class in front of her peers. If it wasn't already humiliating enough, it's in front of everyone and the guys are like, (laughs) shut up. And yeah, even when the girl next to her is wearing the same thing, the principal's like, no, it doesn't matter because you have big boobs. She doesn't say that, but she may as well. Um, And then they send her home. Especially in America, I know that dress coding is such Mm. a big thing. And I always see, like, uh, young girls making, like, TikToks and videos and stuff of, like, oh, I've been sent home because I was wearing this. And it ruins their education because boys cannot control themselves. It does. It's like, I literally saw a girl get sent home because, like, she had one of those tops on that had sleeves, but it had the shoulder bits cut out. I'm sorry. A boy can't contain his impulses because a girl has her fucking shoulders out. Is that fuck mm, off, shoulders? No. Fuck right off. Oh, it makes me so angry. But yeah, I think here as well, even here, I mean, I'm not sure, it's probably not this exact same because obviously a lot of schools in the UK have Mm. uniforms. Some don't, but a lot of them do. Something that I remember being told um, in school is obviously we had, probably the same as you, if you had skirts, they had to be below the knee. Yeah, we would always roll our skirts up though. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> rebel girl. And um, and uh, we were also told that we couldn't have painted shoes because the boys would try and look up our skirts. Oh. <laughs> Which is just fuck, like man. absolutely bizarre. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, fuck, man. Okay, first point, fuck yeah. off. Second point, fuck off. <laughs> also, fuck off. Third point, maybe. Um, you can't even see anything in patent shoes. Like maybe. Uh, the most you would get is like maybe the colour, yeah. like maybe like a white blur. Like but like, come the fuck on. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, maybe start teaching the boys not to fucking look up girls' skirts. Oh, you little perv. Moving on slightly again, the next character I've got on my list is Emma. Oh, Emma. Played by Josephine Langford. She's 23 as well. Um, I've just got their ages down because I just love them all and I'm just like young young queens doing bits. In awe of them. It's like all of the Euphoria girls as well. I'm like, I just love you so much. (laughs) One of my points on the list is why she's so gorgeous. Mm. Um, Hello. Why are they all so fucking beautiful? But yeah, we really sadly discover at the end of the movie that she had been raped by the worst character ever to be written um shitchel fucking fuming oh my god absolute tears it was such a powerful moment and so awful my god, yeah i was yeah f- fully fully born yeah. at, at that moment if you so i was going back through the film to kind of find some clips i came across like a number of things you probably noticed this too because it was your second time watching it wasn't it so on a rewatch you'll see there's several moments where mitchell touches emma or gets like all up and close to her on the first watch through you're like oh he's just being quote annoying uh which is what everyone says throughout the film but then on the second watch through you see how uncomfortable she actually Mm -hmm. is and knowing the history and what he did to her it's the most revolting thing ever and really really well done detail i think in the film because 
so many girls have to spend time with the boys that assault them when it happens in institutions like that, yeah. so schools or where, wherever. Yeah. And like you said, because it was my second time watching it, I noticed it as well. Like when they're on the TV, one of the times when Mitchell comes on, he touches her shoulder and she like winces. And for me, that was like watching it back. I was like, oh, all these little like nuggets. Yeah. And there was another bit where at the pep rally in the gym, he goes up to her and like kind of messes up with her like cheerleading pom and she kind of like recoils yeah. a little bit and I was like oh my god yeah like, it's just mm. but very well portrayed yeah so well portrayed um, so well acted so horrifying obviously she was voted as most bangable which uh, <sighs> it was just so it was so sad and that really reminded me of what you said in our last episode about the guy commenting on your pick rapeable mm-hmm. that really reminded me about yeah. that I was like this is not exaggerating this shit happens and it's dangerous yeah like even though this may to some be um dramatized it's not this happens this is very true to reality which makes it even more powerful and fucking terrifying yeah when i was at um again uni in my undergrad there it was like an awards thing at the end of term and it was like it started off like funny got a person most likely to to skip a 9am lecture or whatever and there were ones like that but there was also really um inappropriate ones and i got voted best ass didn't agree to being nominated for that didn't know guys were looking and rating were they discussing this at any point it was just like what the fuck man what the fuck i actually read another interview that with um Josephine, the actress who plays Emma, mm. and she said that for this final scene, this heartbreaking scene, all the extras didn't know what she was going to say. Oof. Yeah, they didn't know what to expect. They didn't know what was happening. They didn't know what was coming. So I think the whole thing, the reactions, even though it's obviously still a film, it's so raw and real. Like one of the most empowering parts of the whole movie is when they all scream. Like, when they all scream my god God. i got goosebumps i'd forgotten about the dream at the beginning at that point and then the fact that it was because she'd been silenced and it's this whole metaphor about women and girls being silenced and it's like they could finally scream i've literally got goosebumps i've got goosebumps yeah literally same yeah like oh my god (sighs) it was really intense but it was so so well portrayed and i really did enjoy that scene to to the extent that i could anyway Josephine Langford's performance in that in that bit was really really moving yeah. as well like she she did that so well I thought next is the character of Claudia who is played by Lauren Sy she's 23 years old and we fucking love her oh my god Claudia what a little little angel angel baby she's such an angel um, baby she's such an interesting character as well yeah. because it's oh man like we can't even we can't even as white women really fully understand or or comprehend um this character struggle because we have the privilege of being white but um it was really nice again representation of the asian struggle and young and young asian women's struggle with feminism and liberation and um being oppressed or repressed or whatever and so that was really well done as well and like like you said I'm, i'm sure you've got notes on this as well it was like at the beginning, I was like, okay, she's a representation of internalised misogyny. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, no, she's just scared. She doesn't actually feel this way. She's just scared to stand up. That's also something a lot of girls go through. And then you realise that actually she's from quite an oppressive household. Yeah. And then she has the whole thing where she where, where she literally bluntly calls out Vivian's white privilege yeah. as a white young woman. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is just brilliant. Yeah, yeah really well done. I saw this YouTube comment, actually, that was really cool. And it said... Um, um, uh, 
because uh, it was kind of on the discussion of like what the film could have done better or, or how, whatever. Yeah. Um, and um, the comments said it would actually make a really good TV series and that it would be cool because if each episode focused wholly on one of the girls in the group. Yeah, because like you said at the beginning, like each girl in that group, in the Moxie group, is so equally important and brings her own unique strength to it and also is battling her own individual, Mm -hmm. very specific thing to do with, you know, culture, the patriarchy, um, race, sexuality, gender, that it would make a really brilliant TV show to have each of those characters have their own episode. And so it's, like, not just the white girl in the middle who's, like, being, you know, held up by girls of minority or whatever. It's, like, a whole rounded look at everyone's perspective in it. I'd watch the shit out of that. Yeah, me too. I'd binge it, honestly. (laughs) But, yeah, as for Claudia, I think, like you said, at the beginning, the audience very much are kind of forced to have mixed feelings. So... Is she going to, like, turn on Vivian or is there going to be, like, some bitchiness Mm. and jealousy? But I think the more you delve into the story and her character arc, you just love her for doing the most she can. Yeah. And you really empathise with her as well. At first, I feel like she seems to maybe be a bit socially anxious and not very comfortable Mm. um, speaking out. Obviously, compared to Vivian, who seems to be really confident suddenly. Vivian's just, like, fuelled by her anger, and I love that. I'm like, go, girl. But yeah, I feel like maybe she kind of thinks at the beginning, like, it seems like at the beginning she's kind of, like, a bit jealous of Vivian because she's having Mm. she's getting all these new friends and she thinks that vivian's straying away from her vivian's lack of understanding that things are different for her because she is white and it's so ballsy that claudia just fucking calls her out yeah there's no tiptoeing because they're friends and she can be honest with her and it needs to be done you need to call out your friends and vivian takes that on board and she learns from it she has her own things that she needs to learn about her own privilege and she does learn those lessons through the film as well and then she she gets the balls to act on it yeah Uh, or she gets the vagina to act on it i hate saying get the balls because vaginas are literally so much stronger anatomically and metaphorically than balls stop saying gross and balls say grow a vagina um so for any of you who don't know what intersectionality means i'm sure you do but i've just got a little definition here just to um explain what we mean when we say it Mm. so intersectionality broadens the length of the first and second waves of feminism which largely focused on the experiences of women who were both white and middle class to include the Mm. different experiences of women of colour, women who are poor, immigrant women, and obviously trans women and other groups. And looking at this film, you have Asian experiences, black experience, trans experience. There's a sprinkle of um, Lucy's heritage is um, Latina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's Latina experience, which was really important representation too. But yeah, like, like we mentioned earlier, there have been some mixed reviews. So it has been argued that the film falls flat on intersectionality. Which I totally can Mm. understand, to be honest, because some people Mm. view the story as being told very much from Vivian's perspective as a white protagonist, which is obviously something Mm. that we would love to see less of in in films, in TV, because it's all we've ever Mm. seen for as long as I can ever imagine. I can't speak for um, this entirely, but I think perhaps one of the benefits of having Vivian as a lead would be showing her make mistakes and showing her ignorance when it comes to her white privilege as a main character. But again, like yeah. you mentioned, I would fucking love to see a series of this film. Love it. Like, oh, give me, I would give me every character's backstory and their mum's backstory and their mum's mum's grand. Like, yes, literally, please. 
Can you imagine we'd be such a mess if this is all we were consuming? I'd just be constantly crying and laughing and like... My emotions would just be constantly just on the extreme. It's so true though, like Vivian would be nothing without that group of mm -hmm. girls. And the group of girls benefit from Vivian's... Uh, feminist awakening essentially because that's essentially what it is at the beginning you know vivian really has no clue about the importance of feminism mm -hmm. so it's like she she discovers feminism then she discovers the fact that it's white feminism and she discovers intersectionality yeah. and how crucial that is and how you really can't be a feminist yeah. unless it's intersectional feminism as well yeah. and and then she sees the power of that and the power of the group yeah and she's very much um, obviously we're skipping ahead to vivian right now but she's very yeah. much guided and supported and almost led it feels like by lucy as, as an example she is not only stronger yeah. than vivian she is more educated on these mm -hmm. issues she's so passionate mm -hmm. and then they all work together to achieve their mutual goal and you know it's it's, it's a sad fact as well that the, the reason why lucy will have been you know more educated sooner than vivian is because lucy's heritage she will have been forced to yeah um, exactly and so that's i think that's why it would have been it would be really cool to take a deeper look into each of the characters histories mm -hmm. because to see how lucy got to where she is yeah. in that moment yeah to see her struggle. Unfortunately, our next character, um, I think you're gonna guess Shitchell. Shitchell. Shitchell Wilson. He is portrayed by Patrick Schwarzenegger, which I hope I'm saying correctly. He's 27 and a lot of people were like, why is he playing in this film? Oh my God. But I mean, he made me fucking hate him. So I'm not gonna hate on him at all. Um, loved it. Yeah, he was a good actor. He, he fucking hated made me the character. really want to punch him in the face. Um, he played him really he did. well. He, he did. Was so despicable. Yeah. But the thing, the thing that was so infuriating and what made me so angry to watch this character, and I think what made Patrick Schwarzenegger's performance so good was the fact that it wasn't even exaggerated. He was so vile, Sly, and so sleazy. disgusting, and so sleazy and so vomit-inducing. Yeah, I just what's the word I'm looking for? Repulsive. <laughs> But it was so realistic and we all, we have met men like that. We have met boys like that. It wasn't even an exa exaggeration, like he played it so well. This is kind of a character trope, not even a trope, the real person figure mm. um, that is shown in a lot of movies as it is in real life. It's kind of the, um, the Brock, you know, Brock Turner, the kind of um, yeah. absolute dick jock who gets away with yeah. everything because he's white, male, privileged, yeah. Big athlete and for of some the reason, all of the girls have a crush on him. Even Vivian does, I swear, at the beginning. No, I don't think she does. Oh no, she just defends him because he's like, oh my god, he's so silly. She just says, yeah, she just says like, oh, he's just annoying. And then Lucy, because she's a fucking boss up bitch, says he's not annoying, he's dangerous. Yeah. Oh, that line that links These exactly boys, what we were saying yeah. in the last episode about um, yeah, the timeline of behaviors, how it links, how it suddenly transitions from being harmless quote behaviors. To being dangerous which obviously we find exactly. out at the end he was capable exactly of. he was dangerous all along he fucking raped a girl everything he does makes me want to push him in front of a car um and other than that i have nothing else to say because i just fucking hate him you just fucking detest his guts with every ounce of my entire being yeah. soul identity presence on this earth <laughs> and i hate the teachers and the principal yeah. for just oh, letting that, him get that away principal. with that bullshit no and when he says when he in he he interrupts Lucy in the class. He interrupts Lucy to Ooh. say, you're not listening to me. I was like, don't you fucking dare. Yeah. Oh my. Her face <gasps> when he said that, I was like, girl, oh. if I was there. Yeah. I was also like, I know it's it's obviously a kind of thing where later 
um, her and Vivian do become friends. And I read something as well that was like, everyone was really annoyed that no one stuck up for her in that classroom. And I felt that. I really was just yeah, like... Yeah, I felt that. But obviously I know it was kind of showing plot development and character development, but I was really like, I just want someone to tell him he's a fucking dick. I was so fucking angry at that fucking English teacher for oh, just letting it slide. At the, oh even even at the end, I was like, okay, this is very cute. But still, it, it wasn't um, enough of a redemption for me to be like, he's, he's changed. I was a bit like okay like when he did the hands with the hearts and stars i was a bit like okay well done you're doing the bare minimum yeah well good done job. yeah like gold stars yeah. for you your english teacher twat you twat um <laughs> you gold stars for being slightly less of a twat than you were at the beginning of the movie well done i know and also i was so annoyed because i was like damn it in films english teachers are supposed to be the woke ones and it's like here's this twat no you were just <laughs> not poetic you were just a dick you were not only not poetic you were also a twat <laughs> like shit bye hon bye baby go away don't speak to me again. Don't touch Lucy. Don't touch anyone. I hope you're in prison, you absolute predator. I hope you're in prison. I hope you're in prison. Bye. Bye. Moving on to a much better character who we love, we adore. Can we guess who it is? It's mm. our little baby Seth. <gasps> Not Sethy. It's our little tiny nugget of fun. Oh, we love um, him. It's oh, Seth. Seth. Played by Nico Haraga, who is 23 years old and. We fucking love him. What a little squishy little angel potato. I just want to take his face in my hand and just just squeeze, just smush him. And just be like, I just want to hold him up and be like, this is the bare minimum of what you can do as a boy. Please, I know. I, we love I you. literally have to breathe when I think about him because he's just... <sighs> Oh my god, it's so fit. I just fucking love them. The chemistry between him and Vivian as well. The coolest, cutest little bean baby in the world. And a tiny, tiny, tiny little detail that I just fucking loved was the fact that he was a virgin. Like, yes, let boys be virgins too. Like, because in every film ever, it's like, oh, the, the girl's like, oh, I'm a virgin. Like, I'm going to lose my virginity to you, but it's going to be great because I've been crushing on you since the beginning of the year. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. Oh, and yeah. the boy's like, it's okay. I'll guide you through it. Like a fucking whatever. But he, yeah. I, I just fucking loved it. And it puts a pressure on boys to lose their virginity as soon as possible. But I'm like, I love this. Look at yeah. this perfect, angel, handsome, oh. beautiful young man. He's got a sense of humour. Oh. He's got great head of hair. He's a fucking mm. badass skateboarder. He knows what's good in the world. Mm. He's mm. not afraid to stand up for what mm. he believes Fuck. in. He's just lovely, respectful. I'm almost mad at myself for loving him so much because this is the bare minimum, mm. bare minimum. Bare minimum. We fucking love him, but he is a diamond in the rough in this movie. Everyone else is trash. Get away from me, other boys. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Bring me fucking Seth. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good night. Literally Seth. From the moment that he drew the hearts and stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't. I Tears. <sighs> I just want to squish him. I also love the fact that he was also Asian because I read in the yes. interview, I'm like a little interview slut. I'm like, give me it. the interviews, give me I the goss. It. He said that when his agent put him forward for the role, he was like, are you sure? Because like this guy definitely sounds white. And I was like, <gasps> no, like you were the best yes. person that I could ever think of for this role. I'm Make so the glad. Make love interest not a white boy. Yeah, because love the, it. The, the white boy in this film was a complete Dick. Everything Ugh. about it when they were kissing in the car, I was crying. The chemistry, the respect. Oh, no. Him. He wants his first time to be special as well with her. And it was yeah. so like 
natural and not forced and it was just normally if if you see like boy virgins in films they're like oh i want to lose my virginity yeah uh, but he was like no like i want it to be special and i'm just like oh. yeah Bare minimum. It's, like, it's the mutual respect for me yes and it's just oh, is there is God. the her kissing him first because he doesn't <gasps> want to be like full <laughs> Excuse me, I'm He doesn't want to be forward, and he's like, I, I, he was like, I've messed it up. No, honey, you did mm. not. You, she is. Oh. I'm gonna completely out my boyfriend here because uh, it was so, so fucking amazing. But like, long story short, we um started kind of like chirping with each other. Basically, it was like really soon after all of the stuff happened where I was sexually assaulted at drama school by one of my friends. It was so soon after that, and I really, really liked Jamie, my, my little boyfriend. Hey, my, my, my. I told my boyfriend that I liked him and that I really re- was into him. I told him first, and he told me that he, was, he wasn't he was gonna say it to me because he was like, I didn't wanna be another guy who was trying to take advantage of you. I didn't wanna be another friend who you thought was safe, who then wanted more. And I was like, oh my fucking God, I love you. <laughs> it was it was amazing. Um, boys are oh, just... But it's like, boys, mutual respect, feeling your emotions, using your little noggin. Yeah. That's all you, you have to it do in there. Girl. It's there for a reason. Just use it, yeah. please. Just, oh my God. But yeah, we love Seth. We love Seth. And what a little weirdo taking her on a date to a, uh, a uh, <laughs> funeral home. Yeah. yeah. I really love that. I was, I was like, like okay, it's weirdo. so anti cliche. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, when, yeah, it was so funny. Kelsey, <laughs> as Kelsey was watching it, she was like, girl, you better not lose your virginity in that coffin. <laughs> I know. I was like, if Miss Vivian actually loses her virginity in a fucking coffin. But then I was like, no, it's not that type of film. Like, we're not game <laughs> but there was a hot second there where i was like is this where this is going <laughs> oh yeah i'm glad it didn't i'm really glad it didn't you know he's a feminist in his own right he manages to help vivian with her goals without overstepping so fucking cool yeah at the dinner table when she snapped at him i wanted mm. to cry because obviously teen angst it's normal so it's okay but also tone it down don't be mean to seth because he's just a little bean baby and i could cry they made up in the end it's fine oh no like he's just trying to help but it was great though because he then called her out on on um yes. her shit as well get back on track to mutual respect it goes both ways but yeah and then another favorite part is when he writes her name at the end on his <laughs> arm uh heart melted skin shivers me dead deceased in in the coffin um if they went back to that funeral home i would be there in the coffin because we'd be there next to each other in our fucking bamboo coffins we'd be dead because this film has killed me yeah um, in the best way possible nothing more sexy than a uh, than a respectful man who um, asks for consent. And is in touch with his emotions. And is a feminist. Is a feminist, is in touch with his emotions, is a decent human being in general. (laughs) Yeah, he's just Uh, great. Next character, we have Lucy, who is played by Alicia Pascual Peña. Yeah, she's 21, queen, stunning. The minute this film finished, I was like on Instagram, Mm. follow. She's such a goddess. As previously mentioned, Lucy is pretty much the main reason that Vivian wants to explore feminism further. After she fights back with that uh, dickhead English teacher in the class when they're studying oh Great God. Gatsby, Vivian is like, oh, what's going on here? Let me yeah. investigate. Uh, you know what I fucking love? That line when they're on the stairs 
it's the same conversation where where um, Lucy says like he's not just annoying, he's dangerous. Where Vivian says if you just keep your head down, he'll go and pester someone else. And Ooh. then Lucy goes, I think I'm gonna keep my head up. I was like, Ugh. oh, that <laughs> shivers. <sighs> Beautiful, amazing style of clothes. I fucking loved her clothes. Every other scene, she had like a really cool feminist t-shirt on. I loved it. Yeah, she had the most beautiful, her makeup. <gasps> makeup. Oh, I was li- love the <sighs> eyeliner. Yeah. Queer representation. Queer when she representation. Pissed, um, Amaya, stunning. Fucking badass, intelligent young woman. Fucking ballsy as, as fuck. Really friendly. I love. I love how easy her and her and Vivian's friendship was. Like I love how just that just evolved. Yeah. And she and then yeah. and then inviting other people into the group, being so inclusive to anyone who wanted yeah. to join. <sighs> no, there was no click. There was if you if you want to fight injustice, come and join our club. We don't care who you are. We fucking love you and we welcome you. With yeah, arms. literally. More of this. More, more of, of this, this, please. And everywhere. she was just so fucking badass. Yeah, and when also when she says to Shitchell, um, no, she says about Shitchell, uh, why do I have to ignore him? Why can he not just be a dick? And I was like, yeah, literally, yeah. why can he just not be a dick? She has so many. She had so many like badass one-liners that just like dismantled the patriarchy in two seconds. Like, she did. It's incredible. The script so writing for, for Lucy, incredible. I fucking loved it. But yeah, another quick mention, very infuriating moment was when Lucy went to the principal to open up about Mitchell, like you mentioned earlier, and she just dismissed it completely, um, invalidates Lucy's feelings because uh, she thinks that this will damage the school rep or some shit. I don't fucking care. Do better. I wish that Lucy got more recognition at the end, you know, when Vivian was having this speech. That was one thing where I was like, no, like you and Vivian stand up together, like... As much yeah. as you created the zine, it was very much an inspiration of all of these different women and all these girls' experiences. She wouldn't have been able to do any of it without A, the group, but B, mostly Lucy. Yeah, and I loved the I loved the kind of speech at the end, but I do wish that it was very much like these women fucking did it together. Yeah. It really did feel like Lucy brought the moxie to the school and then Vivian she did. ran with it and was the one who was able to run with it, which was brilliant, but... Yeah, if it wasn't for Lucy, um, this whole kind of revelation for Vivian probably wouldn't have happened. Not a joke, just a fact. Next character is little Viv, Vivian. She is played by Hadley Robinson, who is 26, which shocked me because she looks so baby. That gives me such hope. Oh my God. (laughs) I feel feel represented. You are sailing through life right now. She's 26. She's older than me. All I can say is they made her... I mean, she's already looking so youthful, but they slapped with this, like, making her look youthful. I was shocked. I thought she was, like... Obviously, because of the content, she would have had to be at least, like, 18 or 2021. But I was, like, the oldest. She must be, like, 21 oldest. 26. I was shook. This girl's skin. Her skin is beautiful. Wow. Beautiful Um, skin. But, yeah. No, I loved loved the way she played Vivian. I thought it was very nuanced. She smashed it. her fierce and just like she was so vivacious and so full of rage and there's this there's this one moment in it where she sat in class and she is glaring daggers into the back of Shitshul's head and I'm like we have all felt that we have all felt that and I was like that's it right there that's how it feels to feel this anger and this like 
yeah, hatred towards men like Mitchell. Her anger was contagious. Yes. It was so contagious. Completely. I just wanted to scream. Yeah, and like we talked about earlier as well, um, like it was cool to see her learning and her progression through the film, the lessons that she had to learn through the film, the lessons yes. about feminism in the first place and then the lessons about intersectionality, race, heritage, her lessons about that as a young white woman that she had to learn. Um, I thought that was pretty cool because it's, it's a lesson that all white women have to learn at some point. You have to educate yourself um, on these issues because it's not feminism without it. I just loved it when she just stood up from the table and yelled, fuck the patriarchy. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, that was so funny. In terms of that whole situation though, going going back a little bit, I absolutely adored her relationship with her mum. Like it was so... It was so sweet and so amazing. And her mum is raising her so well, just like letting her grow into her own person, her own human. I'm here for stable parental figures. Oh my God, we love a stable parental figure. (laughs) We love a stable parental figure. (laughs) She's also an independent queen who only is looking to date because she wants Wants a companion or because she needs somebody. She's just so independent and amazing and a great role model for her daughter. Amy fucking Polar, man. Who directed? Of course she did. I mean, oh, 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 I love her. Um, there were so many her. amazing one-liners from Amy Poehler in this film as well. Yes. Like the bit at the beginning about the eggs when she's Your like, little just shit. open it up and just uh, dump it in the bag. The guy when he yeah. was mansplaining to her. And then when she says, yeah, you little yeah. shit about her daughter. And it's like, that's cute. That's such a cute relationship. And then later when <laughs> when Vivian's like, when she's like, what's wrong after Vivian shouts, fuck the patriarchy. And then I texted this to you because um, it just made me laugh out loud so much. And Vivian was like, Claudia's not talking to me. I might get kicked out of school and I might have sex. And then <laughs> and then uh, Amy Poehler just goes, you might get kicked out of school. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she was just straight up grilling poor little Sethi. But I was, I was watching that and I was like, I would be willing to bet money on the idea that Amy Poehler stood there and ad-libbed that whole scene. I would love it. I, I feel like that's so something that she she did. Like, I cannot confirm. I don't know, but I feel like, I feel it in my blood, you know? I know. I spoke to her. She told me. <laughs> me, name me. We go, we go way back. We're like this. Oh, I have such a fucking crush on Amy Poehler. I fucking love her. Remembered as well, what I loved about their relationship again is when Vivian at the end came off of the podium it was her mum there and not Seth and it was so oh and it was literally like her mum had handed her the torch and she asked her if she was okay man I have goosebumps again yeah like the top parenting of being like encouraging your child to go out and fucking change the world but being like yeah that's that's some heavy shit so like you're doing good you're good like oh you mentioned it earlier but when she was like we weren't intersexual enough we made a lot of mistakes we were yeah. angry, we didn't quite know what we were doing, but we tried, didn't regret protesting, like, of course they would have. Her cool fucking yeah. jacket, rebel girl yeah. music, oh, I just love that film. I just, yeah, I just adore this movie. Something really cool about Amy Poehler as well, specifically, she has this thing called, I think it's called Smart Girls, and it's like this organisation building up young women. She's really into educating young women, uh, girls of minorities, girls in poverty, etc, etc. She did like these YouTube videos where people wrote in questions, asking for advice, and she answered all of those things, and I just fucking love her. So if you guys stuck around for that whole massive thing, um, props to you, well done. It was very passionate, which is just, it just sums up the entire movie, to be honest. Yeah. As always in our film clubs, I'm going to be sharing with you guys some funny reviews that I found. I mean, these might not even be funny. They might just be badass and amazing. 
So by Sean Stacey, ultimately Moxie is an inspiring story that teaches us how just one person speaking up can make a difference and lead to revolutionary change. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, absolutely. Brooke Doherty, if you have Netflix and the time to watch a movie, check out moxie (laughs) okay fair enough yeah there's no there's no um it's really good it's really bad it's just you know if you have if you have a computer just do it if you have time to watch a movie watch moxie i guess (laughs) (laughs) why not i love that so simple and straightforward dennis no surname just dennis dennis Um, good old dennis through a fluff teen fantasy piece it nevertheless makes some serious points this I didn't really get because I wouldn't say it was fluffy. No, um, what's fluffy about it? Just because it's about high school girls? Yeah, I mean it's pretty it's pretty realistic, Dennis. If you ask me. Yeah, I um, mean Dennis is trying, I guess, but I think Dennis still has a little bit to learn. Yeah, I mean we get in the we get your idea. Yeah, we understand where you're coming from, but fluffy yeah. fantasy. Yeah, I would say I would say it's extremely accurate to reality. So Emma Simmons says. If wine country gathered together, Polar's peers and collaborators, and then she says, um, it's nice to see that she also had the back of younger women. Mm. Yeah, love that. Amy Polar does have the back of younger women. And then my fifth favourite review by Johnny. Amy, you're you're gonna like be like, bitch. Um, Amy Polar may want to reconsider the whole directing thing. (gasps) (gasps) Fuck off, Johnny. (laughs) Johnny was like, I'm coming for Amy's everything I'm well johnny for. i'm coming for you we're coming for you johnny i <laughs> yeah. thought it was wonderfully directed fuck off johnny fuck off johnny so as always we're going to rate this film out of burbles which is basically stars but verbal audition mm-hmm. i can't even remember what we gave the prom i think i gave the prom a nine because it was like perfect yeah. apart from the representation of the queer actor I almost feel like I want to give it the same. Yeah. Like, I feel as much as I want to give it a 10, there mm. are definitely things that it could have done differently. Obviously, I, I do think that there was room for retelling of the other stories in more detail and maybe even making Lucy the main character. Yeah, I don't know. like really... do a switcheroo and make one of the minority characters the main character yes, rather than the white that girl. would have made it an 100 out of 10, I think. I really definitely. would have enjoyed that. Taking the movie for what it was, I really enjoyed it. And I think a lot of other people did as well. So I'd say, let's give it an, I'll give it a nine. Yeah, I'd give it, I'd give it a solid nine burbles out of ten burbles. Um, For those reasons, yeah, definitely. Because it it contains some brilliant messages. It was self-aware about white privilege in feminism, etc. But it could have pushed itself to a ten by acting on that self-awareness instead of just saying, yeah, we're aware of it, but we're going to keep the white girl as the main character. We're like, no, we want to see Lucy. We want to see Claudia's story. But we fucking loved it. (laughs) Fucking loved it. (sighs) Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you're... um, okay and hanging in there i have no idea how long this is going to be but we're just rolling with it we'll see what we come up with and we hope you're okay yeah this is a (laughs) chunky little monster this is i knew it would be because we cannot stop rambling when it comes to things like this because the passion just flows out of me like um like a hot bath (laughs) flooding the house with with all of our passions and yeah i'm swimming in passion and love for these characters 
if you guys have any questions or if you have any films you want us to talk about you can head over to our instagram which is at burbles podcast drop us a dm and we will oblige yeah let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about we would love it have a lovely week and we will see you all in the next episode bye bye